Hi, I'm Shama. Hi, I'm Amrita. And we're back with The, the Voice It Out podcast. podcast. Season one was all about what makes us the same and also what makes us different. Now we're including more voices to gain new perspectives and opening up the conversation. So join us and don't keep it in. Voice, Voice it, it out. out. How are you doing? I'm doing good. How are you? All good. Still warm? I'm going to get warmer. <laughs> because this room is about to get warmer. It is about to get warmer. Yes, if anyone doesn't is. know, me and Shama are totally at different ends of the yes, spectrum when are. it comes to heat. I'm always cold. You're always hot. <laughs> yes. It's always a thing. Yes. Well, today, yet another exciting episode. And we have... A guest who's quite familiar to our listeners. Yeah, we've only mentioned him in every single episode. Pretty so much far. every single episode. Um, you might I mean, recognise him. You then. might recognise him. If you get to the end of our episodes. If we do. <laughs> if you do. Um, so we have got the wonderful, the fabulous Shai Hussein, aka <laughs> DJ Shy Guy. Whoop, 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 I'm clapping whoop, whoop. because. Yes. Finally. <laughs> finally, finally, finally. Now, what have you not done? Let me just let me just break this down, okay? This guy is a screenwriter, he's a playwright, he's a script writer, he's a DJ, he's also had acting stints, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, <laughs> well, it's there, it's still there. Um a lot of his projects have been in film festivals around the world, international. He's written for radio. Um, he's shown some of his work at the West End, uh, but his the best. I think I think this tops everything that he's done. I'm gonna say it. This is this is your peak. The theme track, the jingle. Yeah, for our podcast. <gasps> I didn't even think of that. I thought she was gonna say something else. No, <laughs> he's topped it. Sorry, jingle. I mean, it's so true. <laughs> I agree. <laughs> I think. Uh, Absolutely. It's true. So it's such a great jingle. It. It, I feel awesome like it's given jingle. us a little bit of an identity. So Absolutely. thank you so much. Thank you so, so much. Shai, how are you? Thank you so much for being here. Oh, thank you for inviting me. This is, yeah, seriously, I've always um, yeah, been listening to the podcast. And I was like, oh, I wonder if they're going to ask me to come on. <laughs> of course. <laughs> of course. Yeah, I've always sort of like, you know, just to hear it. I was like, oh, yeah, I agree with this. And then like, yep, they have a point. Oh, I wish I could say this to them. <laughs> oh, like, I love oh, that. I love that you want to our conversations oh my god absolutely <laughs> i can butt in today oh my god. absolutely fine. you absolutely can i mean okay let's start off you've had oh my god this is literally as i was reading your bio i was like i didn't know he did this i didn't know he did that oh my god the west end i was yeah it was you've like done a lot. you've mm. done so so much out of everything where did this start that you were like oh my god i I, I want to I want to be a writer and I want to be a part of this and I just want to do something where I can put my own voice out there because a lot of these things are about your own identity mm -hmm. like you a lot of a lot of the, especially all of, a lot of your writing yeah it's it is about yeah your your identity and and what you can relate to mm -hmm. so like how did that journey start um I mean actually weirdly the biggest inspiration is probably goodness gracious me that was okay. the 
thing that I saw where wow. I was just like, oh, wow, we can actually be represented and yeah. we can, there's so many parts of our lives that aren't out there. No. Although now, yes, it can be problematic in terms I of was, yeah. racism. <laughs> Looking back. Yeah, yeah the, the racism it has towards um, Desis, like yeah. not British Asians, but actual yeah, Asian Asians. Absolutely. Um, it can be yeah, pretty racist. And, you know, that is something that is prevalent amongst our, even our generation. Yeah, absolutely. Like the, the next generation, you know, there's so many people who have that um, bias uh, of just like, oh, well, we're British Asian, so we're cooler than Asian yeah. Asians. And yeah, so what's true. That? Yeah, the word freshie just gets thrown away so... So much. So much. Um, it does. And, you know, I'm guilty of, of you know, I was part of that um, yeah. stigma. Like, you know, growing up, you know, just be like, oh, use the P word against other um, friends if they weren't, weren't cool. And, you know, totally, you know, ashamed of it and call people out when they do it now. And I think that's the thing. We all grow wiser with the times. I don't think there's, um, I mean, yeah, it's wrong, but we should admit to, yeah, we're ashamed of what we were like and we've grown as people and admit to it. But yeah, yeah I feel a lot of people get a flack of the p- p- person they used to be. <laughs> so, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, but I think like, also there's some people who... It's probably quite rare. Well, I'd like to think it's rare. It might not be. I feel like there are some people who don't still don't see it as a problem. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I think that's more alarming to me than owning up and being like, okay, you know what? Yeah, I used to use that word. Mm. Or I used to find it okay mm. to use that word. Yeah. But some people still find it okay. Totally. It's, I mean, yeah, it's, they, they don't understand yeah. the connotations of what they're saying. Mm. I mean, the P word has become probably, you know, like yeah. I think people have agreed that isn't on. Um, yeah. So you don't see that in... The responses of these, like, but today, even like uh, an Instagram post from, uh, you know, that South Hall UB1. Oh, yeah, UB1. Yes, yes, Um, yes. And um, it was about like this uh, dating, like, uh, what's it called? Uh, Desi dating big. Uh, festival yeah. um, okay. and uh, you know somebody responded like oh that place is just going to be full of freshies and uh, just you know and really yeah okay can't, can I yeah. just put it out and I it's true it's true it's one of those things where there are still people who do that yeah. but just to point it out those freshies give us amazing food mm. those you know when I think of Southall and I think of Wembley yeah. and I think of all the I, feel like I think, a lot I think it's 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 I'm sorry, but our parents are from a different country, you know, and it's sort of just like, okay, yeah, there is a line and there is a point of, there is a point of, we we should be able to laugh at ourselves. We Mm. should be able to take light on, you know, what we can make fun of. But I think it it, it all depends on context as well. It's just like, if you're doing it forcefully to hurt someone's feelings. Mm. I think it's more, that term, freshie, I think for me, if I was to explain what it means, it, kind of it does put us on a pedestal yeah mm-hmm. you're a freshie mm. and it deliberately kind of looks down on yeah, yeah. people from the subcontinent mm-hmm. and yeah i just I, I do feel like i i do genuinely feel like so many people like in the uk we are well i say okay i can't say uk london yeah we mm-hmm. are in london like diverse i yeah. feel yeah mm-hmm. but i don't think we celebrate that enough no we don't and i think a lot of it is the usual, you know, what is what does racism come from? It comes yeah. from fear of the unknown. And yes. a lot of people who, you know, they don't um, have friends who are sort of like, you know, from India, Pakistan, Bangladesh, who've just come over. So they have this 
you know, racist connotation of like, oh, they're going to be like the bud, 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 ding, ding. Kind yeah. of like. Oh, yeah. God, I haven't yeah. heard that in so long. It's, it's I have But well, you know. That's you, what yeah. it's like. It is true. And the thing is, though, it just makes me think like, you know, that the, ter- the term freshie, like you said, puts us on a pedestal. But actually thinking about it, I don't really know why, because it's almost as though it's sort of like so many of these so-called freshies have come here and they've gone to university and they've got degrees and they work really hard. And it's just like, what is this pedestal that we're putting on? I Do don't you know? think that people think of that. No. When, that, when we think. use that. Well, yeah. I say we, because as a community, we still use that word. Yeah. Mm. Um, I don't think we, I don't think we think of someone coming over here to study or someone coming to contribute to the economy as a mm-hmm. doctor yeah. or whatever yeah. it is. Yeah. I don't think we associate that no. to that mm. word even now. Yeah. We just no, think I mean again there is nothing wrong with being service staff or No, not at all. Yeah, basically not. it's just that's um the immediate sort of like thing we think of like oh people who it's it's just as racist as you know when white people think of like immigrants and just oh they're coming in and yeah. you know they're being benefits thieves but yeah. also taking our jobs and yeah it's the same thing that we as you know british asians are thinking of Absolutely. you know people coming and, and it's really wrong it's so it is really yeah. it is. so is that where going back to Shama's question yeah. is that where that started for yeah. you that kind of the identity, like looking looking for your own identity, mm, I guess, or trying yeah. to form your own identity. Yeah, I mean, for all writers, I think writing is just our way of counselling and dealing with our own inner demons. Yeah. Like, <laughs> we sort of like, and um, weirdly, the through line for every one of my scripts is identity. Yeah, um, it it is. doesn't matter whether it's a you know, historical um, thriller set in 1790 to Hyderabad like during the East India Company or it's set on the other side of the universe but it's a British family who are sort of like trying to integrate into this universe of multiracial aliens yeah. and you know um, trying oh God, to multiracial aliens I know I, yeah. know. So I like that yeah. <laughs> no, it's just it's a uh, what's it called uh, alternate version of seeing mm. London and yeah. of uh, you know Asian coming yeah. to London but instead you've got this British family who are the last remaining humans who are put onto this planet oh full of so cool. like uh well dion's the name of the planet and but the dionians are fed up of like all these different races coming in and you know they Love come it. in thinking i do like yeah i feel like i'd watch God. that so well, yeah it, it's absolutely. a sitcom it's basically like uh what south park meets uh family guy <laughs> oh, <laughs> but from a british perspective but there is no money for animation oh, in yeah. the uk so um oh my god it was it was so close to getting made with um adapted as a children's um cartoon series so it was going to be for um eight to 13 year olds was going to be the target um and the bbc promised me for six months that they were going to send the contract in after six months they were like sorry they went with this idea from Ugh. another writer whose idea isn't as good as yours but they have a better track record and oh, that no. okay is... so for anyone who's listening who's in this business and, want, and is liking what they hear get, yeah. get in touch now exactly like like get in touch now that would be incredible there are so many ideas that I you know I wrote from 2007 2009 actually 2005 the first ever script I wrote um, is I'm not going to give all of my ideas away but (laughs) I was going to say yeah yeah, but it's like Ten Commandments meets um, Gladiator but you know about the evolution of religion how it starts off as a word of peace and then becomes one of um, preemptive self-defense oh until god. the oppressed becomes the oppressor and this is, it's yeah it's just oh my I'm, god shy just I was gonna say it's, it really challenges it's so, kind yeah. of social norms right absolutely mm. and I think I've I've kind of really appreciated that even when you've been 
doing your script writing or presenting yeah. something. Mm. And as you did say that, you know, like pretty much every writer is yeah. doing some form of something to kind of feed into their own identity or mm. explore that kind of thing, like someone else's identity or like yeah. what happens if they clash or what happens yeah. if they fall in love. I don't know. Yeah. Um, but it's, it's really interesting because... I'm really wondering, where did it start for you? Like, which hat did you start off with first? DJing I fell into. Okay, That was never a plan. Um, Although I think subconsciously it might have been. I'm not sure if it's the same for all DJs, (laughs) but, um, you know, like, up until very recently, actually, I've always been a bit of a crowd pleaser, you know, basically. And I think that comes from a real deep sense of insecurity of just like, oh, I want people to love me. (laughs) (laughs) I think we all have a bit of that. Yes, absolutely. Um, And I think DJing was the one point at which, you know, like, um, even though I was a social butterfly at school, I wasn't one of the cool kids. Um, And I think when I saw how the power that DJs had and everything, yeah. um, you know, I, I guess subconsciously I just thought I want to be that person who controls the party. I love, yeah, I I love like, that. Controls the give me all the control. Controls the party. <laughs> controls the mood. Control- oh, exactly. I love and, it. And, you know, it's, it. it's it's cool. I mean, you know, like um, <laughs> this, is, this is like, yeah, I'm just going to confess to it. But yeah, like last um, uh, party, like last Saturday, um, I wasn't DJing at it, um, but I was um, managing it because, like, yeah. I'm one half of Bombay Funkadelic, and um, you know, I was queuing up. It was a neon uh, holy party, so basically, <gasps> yeah, so, for videos. Yeah, yeah. so glow in the dark color, and I was queuing up because I don't, I don't like to take advantage of my position. So, oh, so humble. Yeah, I got nice. a driver. You know, but the thing is that I was um, queuing up for like half an hour. Um, got to the front and there was this guy for the last 10 minutes who was just dancing and pushing in <laughs> and then um, I had to go to sort of um, you know basically look uh, for this technical issue that was happening came back um, and uh, my girlfriend was like in the queue holding the Ford but she'd been pushed back by this guy and six other girls who oh were just like you know oh you um, you weren't ever here and she was like I've been standing here and and then they were having a go at me and uh, so basically you know we were at we were supposed to be at the front this guy totally cocky reminded me oh. of like one of those a-holes at uni at school who, yes you know would just be like <laughs> um, but, <laughs> yeah we, um, we definitely know those and uh you know he sort of like sat down in the seat to get ready his makeup i was like you out and he's like what and i was just like you should really <laughs> you, you know should, think that, that maybe you might be talking to someone who owns this yeah, party yes. and it's just like and uh basically yeah like uh even the girls that were just like, like just i like, love you know, that i was just like if and you know, i so, wish i was there yeah i, just, I feel yeah. like this is a classic go and draw her scene <laughs> <laughs> really it isn't don't you he, think he, yeah he's oh my like, god ah, and the guy the guy's poo. the guy's <laughs> poo gobby cushy yeah. yeah exactly the guy's poo oh, the guy god. is totally does that make me i was gonna say can we call him P? P. She's poo, he's P. Yeah, I don't think I should answer that question. <laughs> but no, I think, I mean, I, I just, I, th- I it's, you know what? Because looking at all of your, all of your accolades mm. and you've got all these different, like the way that you express yourself because I think especially in your writing is a form of one expression Mm -hmm. and then you've got being a DJ which is completely different Mm -hmm. but that's also another way that you that is a form of your expression it is and 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 I've been a lot more vocal these days like it's not just 
music. So yeah. like uh, the last, um, we did a, a colors party, like holy party, you know, just totally cultural appropriation. Uh, but <laughs> Why not? <laughs> but, I'm glad you're admitting it. Exactly. Uh, um, <laughs> but like ended up becoming a bit of an Independence Day special. Oh. Um, and, uh, you know, there were people with like Indian flags sort of like celebrating out there. Um, and, uh, you know, sort of like, I'm not, I'm, I, we might touch on it later, but I'm not a massive fan of flags myself. Okay. Um, but uh, yeah, I basically thought, no, it's an Independence Day thing. So let's announce it. Um, but then I was aware that we do have bugger Pakistanis, Bangladeshis who yeah. come down. Yeah, I was just going to say that, yeah. There were no Pakistani flags. Yeah. Um, yeah. And there was um, a guy who came up to me and he's always said, uh, my girlfriend's from Pakistan, would you be able to do a shout out for Pakistan as well? And I was like, definitely. And, Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. And, and for the India thing, you know, um, again, we might touch, but like, uh, it's, uh, I feel India itself can be a massive example to the world of how a people of so many different religions, so many different uh, like languages and beliefs and um, gods and you know basically just uh, even in Hinduism itself and everything yeah. everybody has a different way of um, worshipping you yeah. know like following Hinduism and I just think that if India can show that everyone can coexist in as one people as one Absolutely. land then you know the world has a chance and yeah. then Dandai yeah. s- kind of said that on the mic which I probably wouldn't have had the guts to I <laughs> say, love like, that but, I love but that. As a DJ, you get that power to yeah. be able to say things like that. Yeah. Um, and yeah. yeah, I did a shout out for Pakistan oh, afterwards good. and sort of like said, let's not forget, you know, we were all one country at one time. Absolutely. Like, Absolutely. And, um, what was the yeah. reception you got? Yeah. Did you get any kind of reception? Honestly, I think it did go a bit cold after oh. the Pakistan thing, which I was really annoyed about. But I was just like, look, I'm just going to I'm going to say it. I'm going to always say it. Will Whether you... it's sort of like going to get a cold reception or what, people should be reminded that we were once one But you're people, not just, so. yeah. And yeah. Also, it's just, not just about you yeah mm-hmm. like you know like yeah. i just feel like because if you have a party like that it's not only open to indians exactly. yeah so it's so why don't to, yeah. people understand that there's mm. going to be other cultures religions whatever it is yeah i just yeah that's really shocked it, me it's also that you're like okay you're being patriotic about a country that you're not even in yeah. No, but I think some of them probably off yeah. from there and have come yeah. here. I think Bombay Fangadalic, a good number of our people from, are from yeah. India. But yeah. it's, it's one of those things where it's like, well, there are other countries and other people all yeah, around exactly. the world. Like, it wasn't what an are Indian you gonna, like, event. It's not an Indian event. Yeah, it's not, mm-hmm. it's yeah. not you know. But I, I mean... You know, going back to going back to your writing and going back to how you how you present yourself in in those, mm-hmm. you know, like there must be a sense of vulnerability yes. in terms of how you write and what you're writing, mm-hmm. what you want to portray, but how much of yourself do you reveal? Mm-hmm. And talking of these, you know, the fact that people have these connotations about race and culture and, you know, what has been your personal experience, especially as you've been writing and you've probably been discovering more about, oh, I didn't think of this, but now I'm writing it down. Yeah. That's something that happened to me and I don't think, you know, like, what what has been your experience in that? I mean, I know this is a wide-ended no, question. I mean, but yeah. I, I just, it's just interesting to know that you've got so much knowledge about things, mm, but putting yourself in that sort yeah. of, yeah, how is that journey and, and where did that, where does that fit in? I mean, I think a lot less people watch documentaries yeah. than watch films. And 
there's a lot of the person that I am today because of the films and the books yeah. that I read and the TV series that I watched. And that's one of the reasons, you know, like I watched Barbie, which I loved, but yeah. there was this um, line in it, which I'm just getting a tattoo of. <laughs> <laughs> but it was just like, uh, you know, something like... Um, I don't want to be the idea. I want to do the imagining that changes yeah. things. And that's basically yeah. the main reason why. And I think that's why I just get so um, demoralized with writing because there's so much stuff that I have to say and there's so much stuff that I want to see made. Um, and uh, I just feel as if writing doesn't exist if people, especially script writing, screenwriting, Absolutely, it yeah. doesn't exist unless people are seeing it. Um, which is why I tried my hand at a novel, and uh, but I just need to find time Another to hat. adapt hat. it. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I need to redraft it. It's just like such a massive um, job. Um, but in terms of uh, the things, yeah, I've I've tried tackling religion and race and um, sexuality and uh, yeah, the biggest um, thing like I've been afraid of expressing more than anything is the current one that I'm developing at Criterion Theatre. Yeah. Um, that's like my first big theatre thing. Um, and that's dealing with, um, actually it deals with a lot, but the sex part is one thing that just because mm. I am shit scared of my mum, more than the, you know, extremist religion yeah. people, more than anyone, it's just like, <laughs> oh my God. You're always going to be scared of parents. What will my mum say? Oh, <laughs> just, like, Is that what it's called? What will my mum say? <laughs> <laughs> mum, close your eyes in this bit. <laughs> Seriously. But like, that's, I mean, it's incredible. But like, you know, like I said, you've, you know, your work has actually gone to so many different avenues. Mm. What has been the reception and what has been the, what have you found if there is a common sort of like, not the opposite of like, like, barrier mm. you know what what has you know when you when you go and you you say look you know i've got this project and i've done this mm -hmm. i want to move forward with it yeah what has been your experience and how it's been received and what you're finding that people are just not the major thing is oh you don't have enough credits like there was a guy uh, there was another producer from india who sort of like uh, came to me with a idea which was basically it felt like it was autobiographical oh, um, and I was okay. like I can write this in my sleep yeah. um, and she uh, interviewed me and um, a co-writing friend of mine and uh, then you know he said yeah that's cool just uh, keep us looped and then she went for um, Ayub Khandin <laughs> so like because he's got East Disease he's, he's got, got like all of these all credits the and everything so and that is the annoying thing that I have had to face continually mm. is just um, you know we love the idea we love the writing but you haven't got enough credit and like how are you supposed to get yeah, enough yeah, credit when nobody true. gives you yeah, that yeah exactly you don't get the experience and mm -hmm. you don't get someone vouching for you yeah. how are you going to get the credit exactly so is it like a vicious circle almost yeah I mean I, I had this um, lovely opportunity to speak about it at the House of Lords like diversity and yes. getting diverse stuff out and this was 2004 for 15 mm. um, and I said there uh, you know like one of the lines was just like how are you ever going to be you know because I said um, we would love to have more diverse writers writing things for us but they're not good enough and it's just like how are they ever going to be good enough yeah. if you don't give them yeah. the opportunities and um, continually I mean you know you can what was it hate the game don't hate the player but yeah. you know the people who get things made are the ones who network like crazy who are the ones who can who either are super confident about themselves or yeah. who can... Are you allowed to swear in this? 
a BS, yeah. <laughs> like basically BS their ways. Into, <laughs> like, yeah, basically, you know, just, yeah, just sell themselves. Yeah. Sales is, is what mm. it's all about. Sales and networking. That's tough. Yeah. I think if we just want to touch on, because I we had this slight conversation um just before we started recording mm. the british asian industry is a bit like that that mm. if you don't network and you yeah. don't sell yourself properly you mm. are very easily forgotten yeah and i think it's really difficult it's not difficult to stay relevant it's difficult to i think for me naturally naturally i'm not a networker mm. yeah you can ask Shama, if i was in a room that's quite funny because we're going to a networking event. yes <laughs> it's very funny if i was in a room i would be probably the one on the side mm. by myself yeah. while everyone else is talking. It's not because of any other reason, but I find it hard bigging myself up. Yeah. But also I find it, I find small talk really hard. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. So, you know, like I totally get where you're coming from, but then are you like, even though you're a DJ and you probably network in those environments and stuff like that, do you think that would, or do you think that has helped you in the past when you've networked or are you just getting the same result? Um, I mean, I can talk, this is only personal to me and everything. I can talk to anyone mm. unless I need to get something from them. <laughs> so, oh, no. like, That's okay. interesting. If yeah. there's a film yeah. producer or yeah. if there's like a radio station manager, if there is a girl who I think is way out of my league or, you know, unless yeah. they actually show an interest in me, I cannot make a move. That's, and yeah. so it's just like, um, yeah. And I think that, again, it comes from self-security. You need to get over this whole imposter syndrome of like I'm not good enough uh, you know again I loved Barbie yes <laughs> I am Ken off so it is it's just a matter of um, a, a lot of creatives you know we are so empathetic we are so you know sort of like we don't put ourselves on a pedestal we are just like I'm good you know I'm not the best but I'm good I will get the job done um I might not be the best but that's the thing so many people will not employ you unless you are ready to say I am the best you yeah, can't find anyone a, yeah. better so where do you think me. the thing is it is true like it, you're absolutely right it's having that confidence within yourself yeah mm-hmm. and we do talk about this quite often in that we it's almost as though even if we are really good and even though other people say, no, you are good, you're mm-hmm. really good, you're mm-hmm. actually the best. Yeah. Why do we not believe it? Why do we ourselves not it's believe it? It's a rhetorical it? question. It's a very <laughs> rhetorical question. So it's just like, you know... I, yeah, it, you're right it's, though. Because, but the thing is, I, I think I think of it differently that sometimes we do believe we are enough, mm-hmm. but our level of confidence, maybe you don't want it. Sometimes people are just not naturally that kind of confident they might yeah. be a different kind of confident do you see what I mean yeah mm. so it, it, you know it kind of you just have to play to your own strengths really but sometimes mm. that doesn't work in the industries yeah that's what it is I mean it? I totally like shot myself in the foot like I had this interview to write for Ackley Bridge and mm. I was just like you know I loved what you did with this show um and just sort of like love the northern voice that you yeah. brought to it um and you know sort of like i've you know having lived in london for the last eight years i'm not sure whether i'd be able to bring that same raw authentic voice to it i was like why am i why are my lips moving right now <laughs> but like, I, I think it is the thing is it's also I mean, we you know, we have said this before, and I think it's that because people in that, especially for you, people are judging you. You're putting mm-hmm. yourself out there. Yeah. This is what I mean by like the vulnerability, mm-hmm. and it's just like it is a really vulnerable situation because you put your all in everything you do, mm-hmm. and when you put that and you lay that out for someone to basically 
become somebody else's baby potentially. Yeah. Yeah. There are so forget about getting a rejection. It could even be once they get it, you're like, well, what are they going to do with it? And how, mm. you know, it's that kind of like, how would they chase, you know, how would they, what would they, yeah, li- literally, what would they do with it? Yep. And will they be able to portray exactly what you want to portray? Or mm. are they just going to be like, well, this is just a general thing that we're going to do? Yep. Like, almost as a, you know, in, when a lot of like, it's it's sort of, everyone has a tick, tick mm-hmm. box and stuff like that. Yeah. Um, so so yeah, it's it's it's. I think it it must be really really like a. I can't I can't imagine ever being in that situation where I'm like this is everything that I've worked for. Yeah, but it's a group project. Yeah. I mean that's the thing. Like everything, even with the DJing side of things, you know, yeah. I'm I'm starting to realize everything is about collaborating. Yeah. Especially in this day and age, like I think Instagram's figured it out with that whole collaborator yeah. option. It's just that you know there is so much more. We can, I think that's the thing for like the British Asian industry as well, is that there are such megalomanic controllers in charge of like the biggest parts of this industry. Yeah. Um, and I think a lot more of us need to collaborate, like as we're doing right yeah, now and absolutely. everything. And, and basically, you know, have, um, you know, big groups uh you know events where we all sort of like get over this imposter syndrome and thinking like oh we need to wait for this gatekeeper that gatekeeper and start creating a whole new industry afresh because you know if we don't believe in the industry we're trying to break into what's the point so it's so true Mm. it is so true but i I just feel like it would take a while to get there as you say there are people Mm. who control it that much or just I think it's a bit of both. Mm. There are people controlling it, but then there's also some of us, like I said, who don't like going stuff like that. Mm. You know, like it's a bit of a catch-22. Yeah. Maybe. Yeah. It, this, see, before we started, we were even talking about sort of like the media industry mm-hmm. in general. And it's like, there's such a rat race for yeah, there to be. That. We, said that, we said that in another episode. We did. Yeah. In, in terms of like, there can only be one person. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And one person's the best and mm-hmm. that's it. And everyone's looking for that number one spot. I yep. feel like there's space for everyone. Well, you, but mm-hmm. this I, is I, exactly I, it. This, yeah, this one space it, yeah. is so imagined. It's just, it's, but, I don't but, know where it's I come think from. that everyone mm-hmm. brings their unique sparkle yeah. Yeah. to anything that they do, whether mm-hmm. that's, I'm writing for a newspaper, you're, we're all writing for a newspaper. We bring our own thing to it. Yeah. And, I, I find it really alien when people get into that situation and then start competing. Mm-hmm. I just feel like, why don't you just celebrate, celebrate exactly different people are bringing to exactly. it? Well, the individuality mm-hmm. of it. Just going on from that, like you collaborate with so many people with mm-hmm. whatever you do. Mm-hmm. I mean, however much you want to reveal, you can reveal. But have you? how have you dealt with people that you found difficult to collaborate with? I had to leave. <laughs> like, okay, there that. you go. Yeah, I do like, like that. I do um, like that. Like, yeah, yeah, there was a TV series I was writing on, which was a total slog, but um, it was for an Indian um, TV channel. And uh, the producer, like, basically, there was um, a different direction I wanted to take um, the main um, characters of the series. Right. Um, just because it felt as if, the you know, he was being a bit too goody two-shoes. And I was just like, well, how about we make him do this yeah. bad thing? And, she, you know, she was just like... Why would he do that? He's the good guy. Yeah. Good guys don't but do good bad things. And good, I was like, but the, good yeah. guys can be flawed. <laughs> uh, that was the point I had to Do you know what? Yeah. It's true. Like, it's really funny because, you know, like, I mean, I don't watch Indian serials. Like, mm-hmm. I don't, I don't, but um, people at home do. And like, I'll get clips and stuff. And it is that, like, there just generally doesn't mean, there. there's no character development. Mm-hmm. It's just the story develops, yeah. but of nothing. Mm. Um, and then when I watch sort of like other series, it's kind of one of those things 
things where like like I literally read an article about like I used to watch Gilmore Girls. I came late, very late to it. Oh, I haven't watched um, it. I'm still really oh, like my cousin raves about it. It's really it's, later than Shema is. It, well, the thing <laughs> is, it's something where I was just like, it was you know, my, uh, like two of my friends recommended it. They're like, look, you you like this stuff, watch it. Mm. And like the main character, well, one of the main characters, she's the daughter. For the first part of like the couple of seasons she is that total good girl goody two shoes kind of does everything right goes to private school gets in everything and then all of a sudden as her adolescence as she becomes like a teenager and all of that Mm -hmm. and like even in her early 20s you do see that the mistakes that she's made and even though it makes the viewer uncomfortable because you're not you don't you're not used to that you Mm -hmm. want her to be succeeding in everything and all of a sudden she doesn't Mm -hmm that's what makes the story that's what makes the character real and you know so i could totally imagine you being like like pulling your hair up being like but then he's just a robot mm. yeah but i feel yeah. indian tv is a different category. oh yeah absolutely yeah. absolutely but even when you have like a british white producer or you know basically and you're writing an asian story and they're just yeah there was this comedy that i was developing um about what was it seven six years ago and yeah the guy was just like oh why don't you put this joke in and that joke in and i was just like oh it's a bit cringe <laughs> just because oh, like, you're thinking God. how to you know he's trying to be typically british asian oh, and man. you know citizen carnesque and it's just oh, like God. i don't think that's but i think it's probably that as well you i'm guessing that you can get involved in projects that are just another version of something else that is out there rather than something that's new and fresh yeah but then i've got the opposite in that i come okay. up with ideas yeah and then about six to 10 years afterwards it's been made by someone uh, you know with the experience underneath their belt like and probably the money as well yeah like I had a student sitcom uh, like which was making waves in 2006 it was like the first script uh, a TV script I wrote like I'm out of uni and um, yeah then um, it went out I found an agent it started going out then and then 2010 there was a producer who was like we actually uh, have you heard of Fresh Meat yeah like about Jack Whitehall yeah so that just came out in 2010 and then producer was just like we actually think Shies is funnier than Fresh Meat but because Fresh Meat has that slot now yeah, yeah. we can't do anything about it and same with accolades, Citizen yeah. Con that came out the same year I was developing Generations which was about three generations of um, Asians living in a household and oh my god um, and yeah they're just like we love it but there's Generations and it's just like oh and <laughs> Even Bride and Prejudice, like I was writing like this thing, a, t- a film called First Impressions. It was awful. Uh, but, you know, just like, but about yeah, a year later, I picked up Eastern Eye and I was just like, you know, Bride and I'm making this. And oh, I was, God. And uh, it is, you're right. These are all things that have pe- people behind them have the accolades and stuff like that. Yeah, but, but that's not fair. It's not fair. So. I mean, mm. hey, okay. You need, you need fresh eyes. You do stuff. need fresh eyes. And yeah. I mean, guys, listen. This is this is it, okay? Like you know, Ishai is. You can get in touch. All right, you listen to this. You know, he's got ideas coming out of literally every hair on his head is an idea. Okay, so the hairs are still. But honestly, it's it's it's. I just I literally just think that. I mean, just you haven't even it's, it, you haven't even spoke about everything that no. you've got involved in, and I just feel like I just want to know more. And I feel like this more. might be a part two. I feel like we're gonna have <laughs> I to we need a part two. two. We definitely need a part two. Oh, um, only if you but, agree. Oh, for sure. No, it's a yeah, shortage, man. Oh my god! Of course, <laughs> why not? And I think Absolutely. we should all be wearing matching polka dots. We next should time. totally all be wearing okay. matching polka dots. I have the memo. 
I have the letter too. <laughs> I have the letter too. Okay, so sorry if this is springing this on you. Yes. Mm-hmm. But we have an end section, which is like a lighthearted end section of this or that mm-hmm. for the guest. Yes. Um, shall I start? Is that okay? Please cool. start. Shall I start? Yes. Okay. You are the only person I'm asking this because <laughs> you are our honorary voice out family member. Yes. <laughs> yes. Awesome. Do you prefer keeping it in or voicing it out? <laughs> oh God, you know this. You know this. <laughs> I mean, that's why you're the honorary. <laughs> yes. Oh, I'm total open book. Like I love it. Amongst my mum. Uh, <laughs> actually, even with my mum, we have a really honest conversation. Like, um, yeah, there was this moment when I was a, uh, like 20 and uh there was an email i'd left on my screen and she discovered all about me and from that moment it was a horrific four months but we oh have become God. stronger got, because oh, of it i love it so, i love yeah. it you got through it you got through it I did. Yeah. <laughs> that's, what, that's also what you got what we call power mum who was able to also come through it out the, exactly like, with you so exactly mm-hmm. yeah exactly voice okay it out. Voice it out. always right Cinema or OTT platforms like Netflix or Prime or oh, man. what do you prefer? Right now it might be OTT, yeah. I think. Yeah. Cinema's um unless it's superhero like big films, yeah. It's just like I don't really feel a need to go and watch it. And mm. there's so much deeper stuff, especially in terms of uh, Asian serials. Oh, absolutely. Uh, like, I think so. Yeah, Made in Heaven, Murzapur. Oh, definitely. Like, yeah. So much on OTTs, even on mm. like, you know, Indian platforms such yeah. as Sony Live and... Yeah. Z5. And, yeah, yeah, Z5. There's so mm. much stuff out there. I'm so behind on that. Anyone want to sponsor us, please do. <laughs> <laughs> Just putting it out there. Just putting it out there. Um, okay. Travel junkie or homebody? Travel junkie. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I had a feeling I mean, you would answer yes. that. Then. I don't know. <laughs> I mean, like, I was always a travel junkie, but then when I go travel, I'm just always thinking, like, oh, I, I miss my dad, and oh. I miss my sister's dog, and I miss, you know, like, my, yeah, everyone. Oh, oh God. Miss- yeah. Okay, so you, it's actually really funny that you said you missed your sister's dog in oh, particular. No. <laughs> because my next one is dogs or cats. Oh, dogs. Excellent. 100%. <laughs> I just, like, you know the way that guys perv at girls that go past? Like, yes. I am like that with dogs. I'm oh. not perving on them. No, I no, no. Cannot... I agree. I know what you're talking about. Mm-hmm. I know exactly what you're talking about. Uh huh. My head just goes back with a really. The urge, no, not pervy. The the urge to just like as the dog's walking, the urge to just bend down and go, "Oh, you're such a cute little thing," but obviously being like, "Okay, as an owner, (laughs) exactly." And the thing is, if you do that, it wouldn't be it wouldn't be offensive to the dog. The dog would love it, but you need you need the consent. I was going to say the owner might not love it. It's true. It's true. My face just screws off. Is that? I know. Okay, so Shai is the type of person to have lots and lots of dog, Oz, do, like dog videos on his Instagram show up. Yeah, yeah, there is. But yeah, the conversation of whether I can own a dog is a totally oh, different <laughs> conversation. Like okay, DJing does not have routine. Sorry. Oh mate, yeah, that's but. true. <laughs> that's true. Okay, so my final one, and then Shama will do the final yes. final one. Um, the thrill of DJing or the buzz of a film or series set. Oh, see, this is. So DJing is short-term gratification. You've okay. got the instant sort of like response from a crowd of like, we love you! <laughs> and the instant ka of just like you're paid and everything. So, um, I mean, I love 
the balance that I have in that I can do that, but then also have the long term thing of writing, which I'm really hoping pays off one day. Because there are so many things and I'm sure one, I mean, this isn't me being full of myself, but one moment that, you know, one thing where people realize the genius that I have. Can you be full of yourself? It will happen. You need to be full of yourself. Be full of yourself. Do it. Honestly, do it. I really love my ideas and my writing. I just really have some really good ideas. It's just the matter of, I think, the right person seeing it. Shall we are manifesting mm. this? Okay. Absolutely. We are manifesting it. I feel like we were on the coffee with Garen Couch where he, they man- manifested all these relationships so now we're manifesting yes. on this couch. <laughs> Absolutely. Oh, I like that. I definitely, Excellent. definitely like that. I'm taking the couch. Voice out couch. Voice <laughs> out couch, everyone. <laughs> yes. Um, Friday nights or Saturday oh nights? Oh, God. Which one this was? What's this for? <laughs> this is just generally. Just generally. Just generally. See, DJs don't really get weekends. So, like, Fridays and Saturdays meld into one. Oh, I see. Um, if you had them free. Yes, if you, you had prefer? them free, which one would you prefer? Um... <sighs> I think Friday is just because Saturdays are almost always um, not a social obligation, but there's always someone who's planned something for a Saturday. So Fridays, yes. you have a bit more flexibility of just, you know, sometimes you can do something for yourself. Sometimes you do something with friends. So, yeah. Love. Amazing. Right. That was a really good one because you had to th- really think about that. Yes, mm. I did. To I end did. with, I mean. End with. Yeah. It's wonderful. Well, even with the whole DJing versus writing <laughs> that, yeah. thing, I couldn't decide. I'm gonna, I suppose there, yeah. You just probably just like I like, of them. I like that, you know, like when we're thinking of these, in my head, I'm just like, oh, you know what? Oh, this is going to be easy for them but it's yeah, actually, they're actually not they're actually not there is it's it's just bringing something different to yeah. everyone to think about so thank you absolutely. so much absolutely oh my god thank this has guys. been absolutely incredible oh, do you have anything to plug um bombay funkadelic bombay Fun- i can't absolutely. believe people still don't like that everyone says oh there's nowhere to go out clubbing to bollywood music oh, yeah. oh my god hello so i have referred people to bombay Funkadelic. yes before. so yeah. when okay so bombay funkadelic what is it when can people come how do people get there how um, do people come it's again? for bollywood fanatics but also for people who want to introduce their friends to bollywood love. because i love mashing things up so yes you do uh, yes <laughs> <laughs> i remember coming to one event Mm-hmm. One. I can't remember which one it was mm. and he was putting out all these 90s and all of a sudden it was something and I was just like oh my god we've always mm. said like let's we need to go to one of the, one yeah, of the we nights will, we will eventually mm. we, we will we one. will absolutely <laughs> yeah. we do live on either ends of the world at the moment so uh, but yeah because I mean we do do stuff like around London now but yeah it's mainly central but yeah do come down absolutely um, and i'm really especially if you've got like non-asian friends yeah. i want to try and get more people who aren't brown into okay. the night okay. so bring right. your friends that's cool Next. sorry what is the handle for bombay funk uh everywhere? at bombay funkadelic or at dj shy guy for because like i've also just signed up with an agency for english music so oh! like yeah so at dj shy guys for your whole musical needs or at Shy Guy Productions for the writing when it happens. Absolutely. <laughs> when it happens, absolutely. So if you want to know more about Shy, more about Funk- Bombay Funkadelic, everything, just just follow him. Okay? Mm. Just yeah. get on all of, just get up all on his socials. Yeah. Um, absolutely. So yes. Uh, thank you so, so much for So this time we can guys. thank you actually, actually in person, in person. Mm-hmm. for our jingle instead our of jingle. saying... 
Thanks, Shrek. I know. <laughs> Literally, it's been. Oh, it's I'm honestly, so it's been the best. Man. It's what wonderful. <laughs> it's so it's brilliant. And I and I'm so glad that like people now can actually hear and see who you are. Yeah, absolutely. Where am I waving? You're waving here. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. So you've said you've revealed a lot. I feel like we're gonna need a part two. Yeah, I feel like we're gonna need a part evidently. Two. But thank you so much. Mm. And yeah, thank, thank you so thank much you for joining guys. us. Everyone for listening and everyone for watching. And remember, we don't want to keep it in. We want to voice, voice it out. out.